Welcome back, everyone, to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm James Matsumatsumagno. And I am Michael, just Michael Rivette. Ooh, just Michael. You don't need more than Michael because you have yeah. Michael. It's like Madonna, Cher, just Michael. Just Michael. Yeah, well, how's it going, buddy? <laughs> it's going good. It is going actually very, very good. Uh, had a little bit of fun today. Went on a little excursion because as we talked about, I think last week, the Pokemon Pass, uh, the deals are happening right now. We're in that that window where we can take advantage of it. So I, I did a little pilgrimage to Target, walked around um, looking for the display, the Pokemon display where using the Pokemon Pass, which at first I was like, I don't know how this works because it doesn't tell you anything in the in the app. It just says go to Target and scans all. My, okay, well, there's no scan button. There's nothing. I got oh. to Target. It pops up. Oh, okay. They okay. know. They know. They, knew they I was know there. that Target. They know. Yeah, they knew yeah. I was there. So now I'm walking around and it says at participating Target. So I got a little nervous because I'm like, I, there's no way of knowing if this is a participating Target. I don't know what I'm looking for. So I was wandering through the halls looking for something. Felt a little like weird, kind of, you know, kind of just awkward walking around me. Hold, just like holding your my phone, phone up. Yeah. And uh, so I, I, I didn't see it anywhere. So I start, okay, let me Google what I'm, what I'm even looking for. So as it turns out, this poster, this display is actually basically an eight by 10 little card with a, you know, a, uh, a scanner on and like Pokemon and Eevee. That's basically or Pikachu mm. and Eevee. That's basically all you're looking for. Once I figured that out, not a problem. I took a photo. I tweeted it today, did the scan, got my code, got home. Boom. I got shiny Pikachu on my switch. Now my Pokemon, let's go. I'm so excited. I don't really see a huge difference. I'm not really sure what the big difference is, to be honest with you, but I am happy I got it. Now, I thought, could you pick between an e a shiny Eevee and Pikachu? No, I think what it is, is if you have Eevee, the game, you get Pikachu. If you have Pikachu, you get Eevee, since they're not in your... I don't I don't think they're in your game. So I don't think. I could be... Oh, no, that's not, that's not true, because I do have a Pikachu. So I don't know why they did that. Because I would have rather so, had a shiny Eevee. Yeah, that's what I would have wanted too, is I would have wanted to have a shiny Eevee. So I guess I need to, I haven't bought the game yet. So I guess I need to buy the Pikachu version because I'll get the code when I go this weekend on my Target excursion because mm. every weekend I go there anyways. I just kind of hang around, Target, stop just at the Starbucks, about. eat some popcorn, look at the deals. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. So if you want shiny Eevee, you have to buy the Pikachu version. And mm. then my guess is because with Eevee and Pikachu, you get those as your partner character and they probably you're not going to get rid of that character. You can have you can have another Pikachu or Pokemon follow you, but your partner is always with you. So gotcha. that's probably they figure oh, we'll give you a shiny Pikachu, but you can't swap out the real Pikachu for the shiny. So that makes sense. You know. Well, I'm glad you found it. I actually I saw your tweet mm -hmm. and then I pulled out my phone. I was at work and I go, oh, maybe I can scan it. I pulled it up on the website. I was like, oh, there's the scanner. Right. And then just like you said, I'm not inside of a target. I'm inside of Microsoft. And that doesn't not the same. They're Microsoft target. They're not the same thing, Michael. So. No. They're not. They're not the same. This is very true, and it knows. It knows. It knows. But it knows. so it was, it was essentially once I found what I was looking for, it was painless. Uh, but it did take me about fifteen minutes to like walk around and figure out what it was exactly I was looking for. Getting those steps in. 
Yeah, just getting some steps in. Now, did you get the other things? Because there's little things, right, that you yep. can get. There's two other things you can scan. I think they are stickers. So like we had taken pictures with ourselves with a uh, mm. Detective Pikachu. You get Mr. Mime and something else. Uh, Psyduck, I think. So one of them, I believe, is in the toy section as well, which is where shiny uh pikachu and shiny eevee were the other one is where the pokemon cards are so over by the registers that's Spoil- over there spoiler alert spoiler yeah. so alert. in case you're looking it's over by the cards uh and you'll be all you'll be all set nice well um i also went on a little excursion this weekend i had a little date a little date night mm. uh little pop little dinner popcorn and a pokemon movie oh yeah and yeah and and so we went out on an epic excursion. We went to go see it at our Regal Cinema and is a little bit tricky because for all intents and purposes, I don't want to define Pokemon Detective Pikachu as a kid's movie, but it is a more general purpose movie for all. It's an all ages type of film. Sure, sure. So you don't really want to go on a night where there's going to be a lot of other small human beings. That's Mm -hmm. not a lot of fun. And uh, you also don't want to go to a theater that's too big. So what we did is we decided to go Sunday night. That would be ideal because all the kiddos, eight o'clock, they got to be in bed. You know, Mm -hmm. they're not going to be out at the, and it was also Mother's Day. So also the moms, they don't want to go see the Pokemon. It's it's their day. It's not you, Billy. It's not your day, Susan. It's not your day. (laughs) That's that's smart. That's good strategy. (laughs) So now you got like a nice open theater. Locked it in. Heather decided to go with me, and she's not a Pokemon player or fan. Knows literally nothing beyond that Pikachu is a Pikachu, and this one is voiced by Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. And after we got through the 85 minutes of trailers, we <laughs> booted up the Pokemon, and uh, it was it was honestly a fantastical movie. I was super jazzed by it. The animations and CG were glorious. I every every little de- I was like I was in the movie, right? I was like. I was like, there's Vaporeon, like there's Bulbasaur, like there's Charmander. I, and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Stop saying words, you know? And uh, I'm like, oh my God. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> the, the, the biggest problem with the movie, not enough Jigglypuff, not oh. enough puff. Was there, was there any? Was there, oh, there, there was some, right? They bait and switch you because they make you think like there's more Jigglypuff in the movie because... It, Jigglypuff's in the trailer in the bar. Mm. That's the only scene that Jigglypuff has. Uh. And and it's very cute, though, because Jigglypuff is singing Jigglypuff, and then someone <laughs> is sleeping, like the person is sleeping um, <laughs> at the bar with them. But it's it's the movie itself, the story was pretty good. They kind of explain the world, why humans and Pokemon are living together. They give a little bit of context and background to Pokemon. So if you're brand, brand new, but it's very minimal in general. Mm-hmm. It's very high level, quick, get into it. Um, and they stuck with Gen 1. So it's all the original 151, which I super appreciated. I mean, that's, there may the have one, been, that's what everybody loves, right? Yeah. Like that's what classics. people love. Yeah, the yeah, classics. The classic. So that really made it uh, delightful. You know, from a movie perspective, like there was a twist kind of at the end. The plot, it wasn't, crazy you think detective and heather is like she's like you think detective and you think um you think sherlock holmes sure you know yeah where there's gonna be like a very intense really 
complex case. No, I mean, the case was very, there's the bad guy. This is what's wrong. And as they go investigate things, they just kind of go to places and the places kind of tell them what's going on, right? They go mm-hmm. to a location. There's no spoilers here, but they read a sign. And it's like experiment 52. This is what it was doing, mm-hmm. you know? And they're like, oh, we need to go see like what happened in the past. Let me press this button. And they're like, here's the history of everything that happened in holographic form, you know? Yeah. So it wasn't like mind boggling, but uh, I thought that the story was good. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is Pikachu. Delightful. Lots of great humor in there. Uh, as a Pokemon fan, it was it was uh, must see. I give it a two thumbs up. Mm-hmm. As a non Pokemon fan, Heather and I discussed afterwards. She also gave it a recommendation. She thought that she liked it more than what she thought. She loved Pikachu. Thought it was adorable. They clearly define by the end of the movie how and why Pikachu can talk, which and it mm-hmm. made a lot of sense, which was good. She said that she, there did seem to be some inside Pokemon. Uh, funny parts that she didn't quite get. Like there's a part where there someone is singing like, I want to be the very best mm. that no one. But if you never watched the Pokemon anime show, you would have never really understood that. Yeah, you wouldn't get the joke. Yeah. So there's a little inside Pokemon jokes. But besides that, all in all, she really liked it. We both agree that they could have been, they could have had a more diverse and inclusive cast mm-hmm. uh, in 2019. And mm-hmm. and and even if this was way in the past, they should have because the Pokemon games we discussed, when you think about it, is nowadays at least, or at least for the last like 20 years, you could always pick between playing as a boy or a girl in the game. And also the demographic that it's targets is very wide range. So they could have done a better job there in the casting and in the story plot. But all in all, really solid flick. And additionally, it, it must be because it is now the first news article highest rated uh, or highest grossing and or adaption of a video game movie ever pulling in like 60 million dollars in its opening weekend we interrupt your nintendo dispatch podcast for an update the actual number that the movie pulled in for its opening weekend was 170 million it did do 58 million domestically but 170 million worldwide the budget was only 150 so that's fantastic for them in their very first weekend they made all of the money back so with that back to the podcast I mean, it's fantastic. So do you think we will get more Pokemon? Like, could this start? I know they had a whole bunch of animated movies, but could this start some live action where you're really getting into maybe you're following Ash? Like they actually go way back and you're following a trainer who's trying to capture Pokemon and all that. Do you think we could get into that world? Maybe, but I don't think it would be as big. You know Mm. what I mean? Uh, They at the end of Detective Pikachu, it's very close that there could not be a sequel. It'd be literally impossible to do a sequel gotcha. um, in it, but they have all the CG and stuff made. So like there's a possibility there, maybe that they would do something else, but I don't know if I want anything else. I'm, I'm pretty happy with what we have here. Yeah. The battles and stuff were pretty cool, but I don't think I would want to watch a movie solely around that. Like the, detect- the games, the games. No, I don't think it'd be good. So is it, is Detective Pikachu, because you played it, I think, a little bit, but maybe not com- to completion, but is it follow the same story arc as the movie? Or is it just like that was a random Pikachu that can speak in the 
in the game and is just like a freak of nature type thing. No, so I own the game. I haven't played it at all because I'm a oh, terrible, okay. terrible gamer. <laughs> uh, I'm not. It's based on Det- Detective Pikachu, the game itself, okay. where that Pikachu in the game does talk. But I don't know if it's the same storyline. My reason. assumption, my assumption is not. But I need I need to go back and play it, and then I can report next week. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it'd be, it'd be really interesting. I I'm excited. I think it looks like we said it looks fantastic, and it's nice to hear that it's doing so well. And yeah. it just seems like a fun you know, a fun movie. I mean, you and I have been talking about this, like the stuff that's going on with all the marketing for it, the things that we're seeing just kind of in the wild regarding the movie reminds me of summer blockbusters growing up. You know, you'd have your happy meals with your cups that had the characters you'd have, like you'd have, you just see stuff everywhere. And it was, it was just kind of built on the excitement of going to see this movie you go you know pizza hut used to have all the teenage mutant ninja turtle stuff and it was just mm-hmm. like oh I, I can have the pizza and then go see the but this is crazy I'm, I'm living it you know and it was just it reminds me of that kind of stuff which i think is so exciting and, and i'm sure kids are just freaking out over it especially if they're fans of the the game so oh yeah uh something else that's pretty exciting and and kind of crazy actually is that nintendo switch right now and actually may have already passed it um is on the verge of passing the playstation 4's lifetime sales what already so this is the uh the japanese chart figures that have come out for april 22nd to the 28th and it says that you know it's very very close switch managed to ship another 42,000 estimated. So give or take whatever Um, that puts it at around 8 million and some change. Well, the PS4 and the PS4 pro and the standard does all the family is around 8 million 47,000. We're just shy of that with about 8 million 42,000 with the, uh, with the switch. So considering that it could have already passed it considering that we're almost, you know, what, three, two weeks past that, estimate so there's a good chance we in japan the switch has already sold more units than the ps4 in its entire lifetime which is amazing that is pretty crazy now we didn't do research to say or maybe in that article if it's what the u.s and worldwide total are so as we do that michael will clack on his keyboard and look up lifetime sales of because i'm curious no idea yeah so let's see i'd be super curious but uh you know, that's pretty nuts to see, but I'll go on to the next article while you look that up, because in addition to obviously being, you know, huge sales in Japan, the eShop has also been crazy successful. We've talked about how we love, you know, adding games to our wish list, and we talk about them every single uh, week. And there's hundreds upon hundreds of games. Well, right now, Nintendo of Europe, so if you're in Europe, it's just going to be a great deal for you. Um, they're having a Go Digital sale. And I've noticed that a lot of games, of course, uh, that we'll talk about in a bit are on sale in the U.S. store as well. So it's available right now. It's running right now. And there's 130 games on sale. Again, this is Europe only. But of course, you could create a European account and buy them if you wanted to. Um, and there's all sorts of games that are on here from uh, Abzul, uh, Golf Peaks, Grip, um, Mutant Muds Collection, 20XX, Figment, Super Meat Boy. I mean, the list goes on Mega Man Collections, Resident Evil, um, Guns, Gore, and Cannoli, which we've talked about before, all sorts of games. So anywhere from 
from uh, games that you would sort of expect to be on sale, but then some you don't, like Windjammers and Guacamelee 2 and Owlboy. So all sorts of really great games. And I, I did notice that quite a few of these are on sale in the US. So definitely take a look. But the full list is going to be in the show notes. And there's some good ones in here. I mean, they're not playing around. And it's not only just Switch, also some 3DS games are on sale. And I will talk about one that I bought because it was also on sale in the US towards the end of the show but mm. um, if you need some go get some games go buy them yeah absolutely so i did look up the numbers it's got a lot to catch up so okay. playstation 4 total sales as of this report which is may 1st this year uh 94 million 697,000 and some change switch total sales right now 32 million, almost 33 million. Wow. Not so bad, you're though. looking at a third, third of the sales lifetime. But uh, what's the PlayStation 4 been out for like Five, six, six years, years. Seven, seven, maybe almost pushing in that area. So it's about the third of the lifetime, too. So it's right on track to be equal to the PlayStation 4's total sales, which is also fantastic considering, you know, Nintendo coming off of the Wii U, I think, where they really didn't hit the numbers they were hoping for. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty big numbers all around. Now, something that's coming to our attention is this is kind of sad. This is a little, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens with this. But the panic button, the studio head, Adam Cryan, stepping down. He announced recently in a tweet that he says, no details yet, but excited to share. I'm moving on to something new. I'm proud of my contribution to Panic Button success, grateful to the team that helped make this happen, and looking forward to this next phase of working with great games and people in the industry. So if you didn't know, Panic Button has become pretty pretty famous, actually, in the last couple of months or years with the Switch, especially because they were responsible for porting over Doom, Wolfenstein, Warframe, a couple others. But these these huge games that nobody thought would be possible on the switch they did it they crushed it and it they, they play very very well i mean i think most people think warframe is just an achievement in itself that it plays so well on the switch uh there is some chatter on reddit that they think adam is going to retro studios who as we know is going to be making metroid prime 4 and given that the games he's kind of worked with before doom wolfenstein these these sort of first person shooters uh it's not a not a crazy idea you know i could knowing they have some sort of uh he's got some vision there that could be pretty exciting if he's kind of leading that team especially if he had a big thing to do with just these games specifically on the switch but you know i would have thought that maybe he would have went to image and form because you are telling me that there's some big news coming. There is some big news coming. So in another tweet, uh, image and form who we know right now, you, you, I think you mentioned it a little bit, but they have a bunch of sales going on. So you can get heist, you can get uh steam world dig one and two, all, all on these crazy sales, not quest. It's not, it's not on sale yet. They even said they're going, it's not on sale yet. We just came out with it guys back off. But they said, in addition to that, they have more news. They have something cooking. It's a Swedish company. They have a, uh, a GIF of the Swedish chef 
cooking in the kitchen. They said, keep your eyes peeled. So next week we could be seeing something. Nobody knows what. Everybody's kind of hoping and speculating that it's SteamWorld Dig 3, which Mm. would be fantastic because I will say 2 is probably one of the best platformers on the switch um so three would be pretty pretty well received if that's happening yeah that'd be really really rad and they got to get it out now before e3 which is less than a month away can you believe it no Uh, because a lot you know all that stuff will be overtaken by the the big uh big players so i like that they did uh bring out the swedish chef to play off their swedish back that's pretty great yeah (laughs) Uh, now there are some other things that's happening remember that uh nintendo you know, they teamed up with DNA, D-E-N-A, which is a Japanese mobile development company, and they help partner to release Mitomo, Super Mario Run, Fire Emblem Heroes, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, and the upcoming Mario Kart. Now, the rumors are that they will be working with the Pokemon company to launch a new and exciting mobile game, whatever that means. Mm. This was during their, I believe it was during their financial report or something like that. Um, it was happening. So they said, you know, hey, there's the Pokemon company and DNA. Uh, this was from their, yeah, document, you know, internal kind of published document. And it literally says, like, we plan on launching something. It'll be announced later this year. And you know what else is coming out later this year? Some other Pokemon games like Sword and Shield. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's a cross collaboration. Maybe there's, you know, a brand new Go collaboration. Maybe there's another you know, Detective Pikachu in the, in the, and you know, with all the success, who knows? Uh, but I am very excited because I play, I play some Pokemon game on my, what, what kind of Pokemon game do you want on your, on your mobile device? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I really, really loved Go when it, when it came out, I was a huge, huge fan. I would jump right into it. Uh, and I still not, not very often, but occasionally we'll jump in there and play and I wish Go had more to it, though. Hmm. And that's that's my problem with almost all mobile games is that they're kind of shallow. There's not that much depth to them or hmm. they seem like a money grab. And I think Pokemon Go and it's gotten better. There's gotten more in there. But I feel like there could be so much more that they could do. Yeah. And I, I think I would like to just see even um, maybe some more role playing elements that kind of ask more of you while you're out in the world that I, I I don't know. I don't know how it would be different than what we already have, but um, I would just like to see Pokemon go be more, but this is going to be a whole new thing. So I, I don't know what it could be. I am a little on the fence given like animal crossing pocket at camp was Mitomo was garbage, but then you have super Mario run, which was really well done fire emblem heroes. That's like a, like a Dragalia loss where it's fun for a time, but then again, it just gets to be sort of this grind and you just kind of lose interest. I I feel like, and we don't know about Mario Kart. So to me, it's kind of like a 50 50 on where this, this potentially could be. And how about you? I mean, is there something you want? It's really hard. I don't want a core game on my mobile device. Pokemon go kind of hits that sweet spot where I can chime in and chime out a little bit. The other quest game yeah, whatever. Maybe they could do a, a dungeon, a monster dungeon game, which would be good. It's like a cross between is really popular on the handhelds. That might be good, but I feel like it can't be a core game. I think it should be Pokemon Snap. That's what it should be. And then uh, you snap the Pokemon could, in real life. 
Uh, that could be that could be it. That would actually be pretty cool, and that makes a lot of sense. I it's got a camera. I think Qu- Quest had a lot of potential, but they just they didn't do anything. Nah. It was like <clears throat> they kind of dropped the ball on that one. But I loved the look of it. I loved the idea of it. So there there's a lot of potential for things they could be coming up with that we really can't even picture like quest to me i would have never even thought that was going to be an option but yeah. pokemon snap makes a lot of sense especially with clearly people are demanding it with the vr camera yeah. that's out maybe they just figure you know what that's the this is why we didn't do that because we're going to let you use your actual camera yeah now did you ever play magikarp jump <clears throat> uh maybe one day (laughs) i was addicted dude i was addicted to i never gave any money but i was addicted so much we were on holiday and i was just playing magic or jump like nonstop. how there was like please what are you doing please stop playing that please stop playing i couldn't help it but yeah i mean i could see some like random spinoff like where they pick one of the 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 pokemon or something like that but who knows a a detective game where you're like looking for clues could be kind of fun that could be kind of cool yeah i like that i I like that idea now this is something i know you're probably super excited for actually i don't know i'm excited to hear your thoughts on this but tetris 99 is getting a big block dlc this is going to include two new modes for people to play and this allows them to be both played offline so you won't be battling actual people uh it's a one-time purchase for ten dollars and the two modes are cpu battle which is you versus 98 bots and marathon mode where you challenge yourself to clear as many lines as you can to make a big score basically so so tetris so tetris Tetris. it's basically tetris If, if you didn't know how to play tetris that's that's it um you you don't if if you just buy the 99 or nine dollar version the dlc you do not need Nintendo Online, but you can't play with other people. So you're only getting the bot battle. Yep. You, you still get the battle royale, but it's not real hmm. people playing. Yeah. So I, whatever. Um, but if you do want to play other people, you still need to get the the online version. In addition to that announcement, they did say that they're doing another Maximus Cup, which is going to be happening very, very soon. It's actually May 17th to the 19th. Uh, This is just like the last ones where I guess if you score um, in a a match, so the higher you place in the match, the more points you earn. So first place is 100 points, second is 50, third is 30, blah, 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 down the line. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you manage to earn 100 points during the event, you unlock a special in-game theme inspired by Tetris on the game boy i mean so i don't know how that works though do you think it's just like a skin just like the old school like green monochromatic look that's yeah. kind of what you're gonna get i that mean it's cool. cool that's kind of cool yeah so two things here obviously the tournament why not that's that's always fun for people what do you think of this dlc yeah dlc is fine i mean it's basically a ten dollar tetris game at that point and then do if you, you have online you're good if you have online you need the dlc if you want to play tetris i mean there there you know there's a nice calming part of playing tetris which is that it's tetris now there is another tetris game the tetris poyo pop game and Mm -hmm. that also had just a tetris mode and if you could find that for under ten dollars then maybe you know you'd want to pick that up Uh, you get two games in one but at the same time I do like that there's at least two modes. So this, if you want to play the CPU battle, you can do that in the marathon mode. So for $10, that's about a good price for a Tetris game. 
I'm in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been yeah. fine. I, it, it's interesting. It's a weird like line right now because yeah. I, for me, I'm totally fine having to switch online and then playing mm. 99, which I don't, I don't really play it that much. But if I were like, it's more than satisfying for me. If you're somebody that loves 99 and wish you could be playing it offline, you just you want to be untethered from your internet. By all means, ten dollars seems like a small investment for somebody that you know. It's a hit for people. The people that love Tetris ninety nine love yeah. Tetris ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. And maybe you could play offline, and you know, when you don't have internet, you could rack up and 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 just try to go for it and kind of level up, basically. So mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. Well, on to some random news before we get to the rumor mill, which is also very random. <laughs> there has been sightings in Smash Bros Ultimate sightings of a frozen Rayman. Mm. Yes, a frozen Rayman. Now, there are lots of uh, speculation here, as obviously Nintendo and Ubisoft has a very friendly relationship. And perhaps, you know, Rayman will be coming with four DLC DLC slots here that it will be coming to, um, to Smash Bros. I say, why not? But yeah, there's these huge spikes uh, of ice that have been coming up and if you look very close in the background, it looks like a bulbousy blob with the bulbousy blob of purple and the maybe kind of, the hair, maybe, maybe, maybe you know, maybe. Yeah. maybe. So, this one felt like a stretch to me. <laughs> like know, I, I can kind of, kind maybe see you it. Gotta, you gotta zoom. I mean, Nintendo's really never done this at all. This is on the battlefield stage with the. Uh, frozen ice uh in in the background and uh i mean it's a stretch but it does look like something's in there it does look like something's in there but and it's and it's not crazy about the idea of rayman being in there because he is a spirit in the game Mm -hmm. so but but it's weird to me like if he's a spirit but then you're you're kind of hiding him as if it's more Mm. than that so maybe he's going to show up. It wouldn't blow my mind if he shows up as another DLC character. It's just a kind of funny, weird, like I like the idea of him being hidden, but what I'm seeing in that ice is sort of kind of him, but not enough for me to think like, oh yeah, that's, that's really in there. Yeah. They also say that this texture has been visible since version one. So it's not like it was newly added, which would have been, you know, my assumption, but yeah, who knows? Who, yeah, who knows? knows? Now, going on to some crazy rumor mill speculation, some data miners have found perhaps some information inside of Pokemon Go that says that it may be compatible with Pokemon Sword and Shield, the upcoming core game for the Nintendo Switch. So this came out from a tweet, essentially going down, trying to figure out the different strings that are inside of it that are inside of the app. So there is some code name inside of the settings screen that says koala settings now of course we all know that koala may be the internal code name we maybe it could be don't know it could be i mean the only reason they say it is because in other versions they've used this sort of naming conventions so i hate rumors yeah, and in in all of the other ones they've used like beluga and yeah. swan. There's other animals, so yeah. it 
it doesn't seem that crazy to me to think that Go, which is extremely popular, is going to be in the new extremely popular core game that everybody's been looking forward to. Why not? I don't know what the compatibility would be. It makes my guess would be it's just like, oh, yeah, we built in a way that we can add the new Pokemon in to the Go game. Like, yeah. I don't know what because I don't want it to be so compatible where the game suffers the core game because they're trying to make it kind of like Pokemon Let's Go. Yeah. Where you're using the weird hand mechanics and stuff where it's not quite the core game my guess is it's just it's just allowing it so that you can have those pokemon when they come out yeah we'll and we'll see what happens like i said you know you said there's the animal crossover uh of the code names it's all speculation but i think you're right i think of course they're going to do something it's pokemon go but you know let's get out of the news and let's get to everyone's favorite section of the entire podcast michael's fortnite loot llama supply drop update so we have season nine it has finally happened um if you are not familiar not following along they gave a little trailer apparently the volcano has erupted characters went hiding and it it just rained lava down on all of the different areas in the map and once the dust settled we have a new map, my friend. We have new things to explore. We're in the future now. It's it's craziness. There's a new transportation system in the game called Slipstream. So if you're not familiar, it's a basically a these, Dyson. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a Dyson. It's basically these like towers with just air going through them, and you jump in and kind of like surf your way around. They're, di- the map. they're, Dys- they're Dyson fans. That's what they yeah, are. They're Dyson fans. They're Dyson yeah. fans. It, it's just they're it's it's um it's the future. Dyson is the future. So you have sky platforms now that are just like floating things. You can go up there, jump off of, do whatever you want to do. Up snipe great spot for sniping. Just saying. Uh, new areas. So tilted towers was destroyed. And now we have Neo Tilted, which is the future towers. Wow. We have the Mega Mall. We have a new shotgun called the Combat Shotgun, which actually is, is pretty Good. fun. Yeah. Some people are hating on it, but they hit on everything. I think it's a lot of fun because it's a semi-automatic. You got 10 shots. Most of the time I miss nine of them. So I'm happy I have all 10 shots. <laughs> we also have Fort Bites in the game. So if you're somebody that jumps in this mm. game, like much like myself, where where the being number one isn't really what you play it for, it's the challenges and the collecting and all that kind of stuff. The Fort Bites adds another 100 things you can collect for the season. So you're Crazy. constantly, whether it's getting uh, enough experience points to get a new chip, or you find them in the map. I've already found about five of them, I oh, think. Oh, cool. Um, and then I'm sad to say they did remove some stuff in this new update. Uh, you can no longer have the clingers, which are like the sticky bombs. You There's no more buried treasure, which was kind of fun. The pump shotgun is gone. The poison dart trap is gone. The scoped revolver, which I was nasty with is gone unfortunately the suppressed assault rifle which i loved is gone the thermal assault rifle and the balloons which i thought were a lot of fun those are now gone as well these things come back they get vaulted for a little while sometimes you can get them back um but yeah the new season is out it's it's the first week so if you want to jump in jump in it's it's been a lot of fun so far and i could also recommend i did the pro tip which is instead of just buying some v bucks you buy the the, every season there's a new v buck pack where Mm. you get uh, i think you get like it's like a thousand or i think it might be either six i think it's 600 v bucks instead of the 500 and then 
you get some extra swag, basically some mm -hmm. extra things. So I did that because I had 400 V bucks and I got the battle pass right away. Uh, there is a new, there's a new boom, um, in, in, in this was, well, the bow and arrow boom. Uh, mm -hmm. I was watching some Twitch players. They're all very upset about it. They also hate the, 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 the pump's gone. Everyone's just complaining. Basically. It's, it's basically casual players like you and I who just play yeah. it for the fun. And yeah. then you have competitive players that, yeah. you know, they take all this time to learn the meta and like, oh, this is the breakdown and this yeah. gun does exactly this much damage. <laughs> Those people freak out. You change yeah. out anything. For you and I, I, I love it. Just keep changing. I love that they change the game. I love that yeah. things break and change, but people complain about everything. This season, so much better than last season. Yeah, it's it's already very, very cool. I like the new additions a lot. And the animated intro was fantastical. Oh, man. <laughs> I love. So if anybody hasn't seen it, basically it's two characters. One is uh, there's a there's a guy that's in a banana suit. And then there's the, this other guy. They run into the vault. It's like 80s uh, montage. They're playing so video fun. games and stuff. They're so having much so fun. much fun. They're lifting weights and everything. And then all of a sudden they go to open the fridge and eat. And they realize there's nothing in there. And they look and they look at each other and then they look back and then they look at each other again real slow and he realizes he's a banana <laughs> and then jumps to the future. The guy's got a beard and he's all raggedy and he's holding a smoothie and the smoothie's like blink, blink, <laughs> like blink. <laughs> it was really, really cute. Uh, it was really, really well done. I love the little little movies they do. But so. I like that the banana at the end when when they opened his eyes and saw the world, like even the banana inside the little mug was so excited, <laughs> yeah. so excited. Even, even he couldn't believe they were in the future. So, <laughs> so cool. Good very, season. Very cool. Good season. Yeah. I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm excited to see like more changes that happen. It's, yeah. it's a blast. Uh, so now that gets us into best sellers. Every single week, we like to just give a shout out to the top 10. And this week in the number one spot, once again, is Cuphead, followed by Minecraft, which has a 33% off sale. Then The Way Remastered, which has a 93% off sale. In the fourth spot, we have Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age, followed by Stardew Valley, Timberman Versus, Dragon's Dogma. In the eighth spot, we have Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, Saints Row the Third, and then rounding out the top ten is Mortal Kombat Eleven. Dropping, we, dropping like a fly. That Mortal yeah, Kombat dropping like a <laughs> dropping, dropping like a rock. Fatality. It's almost off. <laughs> Finish it. Uh, and then we also like to give a little shout out to the new games that maybe didn't make that top ten, but they are in the top thirty. One of them being Duck Game for the nineteenth spot. Shakedown Hawaii, the 20th spot. For the King, the 25th spot. And with the weirdest name, VA11 Hall, a cyberpunk bartender action, is in the 28th spot. So pretend that those are letters. Oh, okay. Is that what it's supposed to be? Valhalla. Oh, boy. Valhalla. Stupid. That is dumb. That so, is that is dumb. Now we know. I just got it right now when you were reading it. Like, Actually, stupid. I think... I do think that is I could have I could have swore I remember reading somewhere that was the name of the bar that's in it. And that's why bartender gate Valhalla. I just never made the connection. Valhalla Cyberpunk Bartender action. Stupid. Yeah. Well, we did we did say that those three games that broke into the top th 30 were our picks. So Duck Game, remember we called it Shakedown yeah. Hawaii and For the King. Now the game I bought this week, uh, which will give an update, did not make the top 30, and that's very, very disappointing. Hmm. 
I won't, I'm not going to even say it yet. But don't we'll don't root it, it yet. No. I'm, I'm excited to hear more. Well, let's get to the games that you can pick up right now today in the store. We'll start off there, and then we'll go into digital downloads. The first game coming out on May 14th for $30 is a game that was announced not too long ago, but from our good friends at Nakalis. That guy, Alice, I never can pronounce their, their names, uh, is going to be Red Out, which is a high-speed racing game with six-player online and... Save data cloud backup support. Ooh, so, so sweet. 2.2 gigs coming into your Switch. Looks super duper delicious. And additionally, coming out on May 17th for, what is that? 40 Smackaroonies. Steven Universe saved the light from our good friends over at Cartoon Network, unofficial sponsor of the pod. Um, that's an action role-playing game off the, off, you know, just, it looks like a mobile game. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, let's go whatever. $40. Yeah, no, let's, let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, and now for digital downloads, May 14th, we have Evil Defenders for $10, followed by Rock of Ages 2, Bigger and Bolder for $15. On the 15th, we have Undead Horde for $17. On the 16th, we have Coral for $12, Darkwood for $15, Octagedon for $9, Guilty Gear, Accent Core Plus R, $15 for $15, then 39 Days to Mars for $15, but it's on sale for $13.50. Project Nimbus Complete Edition is $20 on sale for $18, which I, I hate when they do that stuff where it's like, oh, we give you like a dollar off, $2 yeah. off. Uh, then we have Thief Simulator, which is $18, but it's on sale for $12.05. That's a little bit better. Pocket League Story uh, is on sale for $12. This is from the the developer Kirasoft, who does that uh, Grand Prix game that I did the demo. Mm. Remember, it was just total garbage. I got a little story about that Pocket League when we come back around. Then on the 17th, we have Akane. Akane? I don't know. $5, but it's on sale for $2.50. And then Devious Dungeon 2 for $8. Dollars. Now we got a few checks on here. Let's go back to the top. What are you what are you excited for this week? Well, let's start with that Cairo stuff. You know, I've played their games for a long time on mobile. These are simulator games. I played their video game, like simulator, where you try to like get councils and make games yeah. and like run a business. You did the sports one. Now, a lot of those games I think are a lot of older games, but then some of their games are a lot newer. But I feel as if they all have the same aesthetic and the same exact style, but perhaps the newer ones are kind of updated, less glitchy. I don't know. I mean, did you, did you buy that game? No. So what I started looking into is on mobile, they have very good reviews. Yeah. Like universally well done. They are very much the same game over and over. It's a, it's a simulator where you're maintaining something. And uh, one of our listeners, Ruska actually Played the demo for the class one, the, the, the school one. Mm. Liked it so much, bought the game. So bought it for $12 or whatever. Wow. Played it to basically completion, which was around six hours, and told me it was a three out of five. Said it's okay, but had the same issues that I had with the the race car simulator. It's all touchscreen only. It's not optimized for the Switch. It doesn't utilize any of the controls. And you can buy these on mobile 
for less than half the price. Yeah. So what is the upcharge? You didn't put the, the development time in to, to optimize it for the machine. I, I That's where my struggle is. If they're good games, great. That's fine. You get you paid your $12. You got your six hours of enjoyment. Cool. You know, you go to a movie, you get less time than that. Yeah. But the point is they're charging more than double for something that isn't built for the system you're playing it on. You can't play it on your television. You essentially have to just use it as a giant phone. Yeah. Um, so I don't I don't get it. I don't get why games do this or why this company does that. Because apparently because people are buying it. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> so. They just figure it's probably an easy pour and they're just like, well, just make the money, whatever. But I, I agree, it should just be the same price as mobile. And if it's a mobile ass game, if you're not adding all the perks of a of the switch in any way. So yeah. If you're not utilizing the switch, don't don't try to don't gouge people. Yeah. It's now, just crappy. I did pick out a few games. I thought Red Out was really cool looking. I do like high speed type of games like F Zero. Uh, I also picked up the RMX fast racing or whatever the game that can't launch with the switch. This is cool because it has six players online. And I like when when games do that. And I appreciate sort of just crazy all over the place uh, types type of racing games. And and this game sort of reminds me of of a very more stylized game, sort of a hybrid between an F-Zero and that fast RMX game. So that's one for 30 bucks. I think it's great price. Uh, and that was my that was my my top pick. Um, there's a few other oh, okay. ones that I picked, but I think that's my go to this week, maybe. Wow, nice. Uh, I, I have less picks than you. One of them that I'm actually interested in is Evil Defenders. Now, this is a $10 tower defense game. I like tower defense games. I mean, I I, I really enjoy playing them sometimes if they're done well. And some so there's some good ones on mobile. This is free on mobile Mm. now i don't know what we are getting for the ten dollars i would assume it's built to actually use the controllers for one and my guess is there's a lot of dlc that was involved on mobile or that you were paying for where now you can have that built in i would hope this does have 90 levels across 15 different like maps um there's all kinds of upgrades there's like 60 different towers you know crossbows and poison darts and all that kind of stuff there's different difficulty modes um and there's a hundred in-game achievements which we don't really see a lot of that in our switch games yeah so it looks very good i think and i'm i'm gonna keep an eye on it i gave it a one check it's not a must-have it's on the wish list when that goes on sale i think i'm gonna pick that one up because i've been wanting a good tower defense game on my on my switch and that the one looks like it could be it yeah that looks pretty okay and then i saw that you put that free to play so i'm, I'm all for the pay with no in-app purchases i just need to validate that i i, I don't mind paying if there's not going to be any in-app purchases i'm going to get the full game uh, that's fine by me yeah no i have no problem with that either i just want to like can i just get it on my phone and then not pay and have the same experience yeah. like what am i getting for this ten dollars that makes me want to pay the ten dollars because sometimes we download a free game and then we never have to do in-app purchases so yeah there's that absolutely now one that i know that you're absolutely disgusted by but is on my list which is Rock of Ages 2, bigger and bolder. Bolder as a bolder rock. Uh, this trailer, I was absolutely delighted by. Uh, <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> so this is from uh, Ace Team, uh, published by Sega and Atlas. 
it's a weird, interesting, like 2v2 multiplayer. It goes through multiple time periods. So uh, you could think of like an art, different art periods of Leonardo da Vinci, um, different sort of uh, medieval times all throughout different uh, ages. And it's very Monty Python-esque, which I'm pretty much a fan of. Uh, and they call it Monty Python turned up to 11, which I don't know if you can go any more than that. But it does have an emphasis on this. But the idea is that someone is doing tower defense and then someone is controlling a big boulder. As far as I can understand from the trailer, which I don't understand fully, sometimes you're tower building, sometimes you're bouldering. And uh, the the art style is absolutely absurd. It's very funny. I highly recommend you uh, go watch the trailer for Rock of Ages 2, Bigger and Boulder. Uh, And I thought it was delightful and it's on my wish list. Yeah, I I I thought it was very funny because here I am saying, oh, I want a tower defense game. We got two, like I think maybe maybe even another one in here somewhere mm-hmm. this week. And I watched Evil Defenders. I'm like, okay, I I, I could I could buy into that. And then I saw Rock Faces. I started watching. I'm like, I I don't know what's going on. I hate every minute of this. So I was I just thought it was funny that you, of course, it it would be a good thing for us to tweet where we like watch this trailer and see the percentage because I'm probably in the minority. I'm sure a lot of people watch this kind of stuff and are just like, that's so weird. I love it. And I'm just I went the other way. I'm like, nope, I don't want it. And it's $15. I'll go to the $10 one. But uh, yeah, that's cool. I mean, it's definitely those are two totally different aesthetics like yeah. everything about them totally different yeah kind of funny uh another one that we both checked this is the only one we both checked this week 39 days to mars a 15 dollars, like i said on sale right now this looks like a lot of fun this is essentially a co-op game exclusively you can do single player but you have to have the in-game ai play with you which is like a cat that helps you it runs around the spaceship with you so you are two guys that have the idea we're going to go to mars and you just kind of go on this rocket ship and you don't know what you're doing and of course the rocket ship basically explodes so the rest of the game is you trying to pick like put the puzzle of this rocket ship back together and things are going wrong and there's tea involved, which I'm a big tea fan. So there's just there's just anarchy. And I love like the hand drawn look of it. It just looks very cute. Mm. I like the style of it a lot and the 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 humor of it. I thought the trailer was just very kind of like I, I thought it was really funny little trailer. So this one would be a real fun one. I could see this being like a snipper clips, though, where we are yeah. just hating life. Because we're like, no, that's not what you got to do right now. Um, And it also gave me sort of the, um, what is it? The, I can't think of the space time for the lovers, whatever that game used. It it had that same vibe to it where you're like, just anarchy is all going on around you. Um, So yeah, that was the only one we both checked. It looks good. Yeah. I I also thought the same thing. It looked very whimsical to me. That was a word I wanted to use. Yeah. Whimsical. Yeah. That's a good Good word for it. Whimsical. The last one I picked out here, if you're a Guilty Gear fan, uh, Guilty Gear XX uh, Accent Core Plus R is coming out. Great name for a lot of another $15 uh, title. But I just wanted to point it out because it is a Guilty Gear game. So it's a 1v1 Guilty Gear universe 2D fighting game. But they have uh, online multiplayer and they also have spectating now, which I thought was really nice. So I think it's a big feature. They don't have to do that, but I felt, you know, in a $15 game, I wanted to kind of call it, hey, they did, did some nice things here. And they hmm. have some additional kind of like local 
uh, head to head modes where you can like share a controller and stuff like that, uh, kind of pass back and forth. So very interesting. Uh, if you like Guilty Gear, I'm not a huge Guilty Gear fan, but this one I wanted to point out because of that in general. So that was kind of my my secondary sort of little check right there. Nice. The last one I have is a little controversial because the more I looked into it, the more I'm like, hmm, this could be a, a weird game. Like this could be a bad game for mm. people. And it's a thief simulator. And I started reading to, I looked into it. So it's on Steam, obviously, and it's mostly positive. The reviews are, are pretty good, actually. And essentially, it's a stealth game. Like, that's really what it boils down to. You're just trying to, like, a Hitman or one of those type games. And you are, it's up to you to research the, like, the mark. And you want to figure out when they're leaving, when they come home, what the lights turn on, what doors you can go in. You're basically researching your hit. And then you have to get in, get what you can. You have to know what you can sell it for, what you can like, how you can make the most money. But again, it's a thief simulator. So I'm kind of like torn on this one. I, I yeah. feel like it's a little, I don't know, but it looked kind of, kind of good. So I, I, I'm not, I had to put a check. It's not a must have, but uh, I, I thought it was interesting. I, I wanted to give that one a little shout out. Wait for the 99 cent price drop. Yeah. On wait one. till that one's exactly, exactly. So that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show. What you playing? Well, we've both been playing Fortnite and we both yes. talked about that already. So probably don't need to go too much into it, but I will say I do love mm-hmm. the Dysons as a Dyson owner. Uh, that they're not called Dysons, but they're clearly Dyson fans in the they're game. The, yeah. And I will say, season nine, we we talked about a lot, but it's really, really good. I've only played this in my third season, but it's very good, and I'm very much enjoying it. And this is also the first season, at least for me, that I've played where it's switched to only Switch v. Switch and mobile, and I've noticed that a little bit more. I can also confirm my headset still does not work in this V oh. update. I think it's a switch problem. I think my switch is broken. It has to be. Uh, must be. It must yeah, be a hardware issue. It's got to be a hardware issue, but I don't care enough um, for it. We'll get on Discord. We'll play. And I had a blast. I'm having a blast as always. The new weapons are very fun. The world to me seems a lot more fun with what they've added this season. Mm-hmm. Just everything is really different and crazy. Compared to the last one, I thought it was fun, but it moved really slow. And I just thought... Boom, everything is really banana. So I'm really enjoying it. Um, I also picked up SteamWorld Heist. It's on sale. Oh my goodness. Yes. Uh I didn't I don't know too much because you said the SteamWorld it the core game. This is not a core game, correct? SteamWorld Dig one and two are they don't have that's the thing. That SteamWorld is their core. Yeah. So they're they're that's their thing. The robots and that like that genre, the genre changes though. Yeah. Um so you have SteamWorld Dig One and Two, which are platformers. SteamWorld Heist is sort of a side scrolling uh Mario Rabbids, basically. Oh, I like that. So you're going in and you're making a move and you're trying to see how far can I go to get my shot, and you control three people. Two people, one people, depends on the the, the map, mm. but it's essentially a side-scrolling version of Mario Rabbids. I like that. It was on sale for $6. It's a steal. Yeah. It's a steal. Super it's a, excited. It's, a, it's an excellent game. I'm really, really enjoyed it. And all the SteamWorld games have been phenomenal, so I cannot recommend them enough. Image and form on official sponsor. Yeah, uh, I, can't, can't, I love them. Now, I did hop back on Steam. This is, a, this is the, the main game that I played this week. So I played a, a few a hour or two of Fortnite, got back into it, got really enjoyed when we played. The game I spent the most time on this week that I streamed, and some people that are probably watching us live also 
enjoyed it because I did have like 15 people at one point watching the stream. Which is it, like, I think the most ever we've had ever. watching our stream at once. Ever. <laughs> uh, and this game, I remember I bought it. I pre-purchased it on the last stream, which is Blazing Beaks because it was 50% off. That's and crazy. It is no longer 50% off. I believe it came out the same day on Steam and it's $11 on Steam. So I got this for $7.50. Blazing Beaks, which I have said... Uh, is a game where I think is worth $7.50, and I can confirm is totally worth $7.50, maybe even $9.99 if you see it there. Um, this game I was streaming, and three or four people already bought it because of the stream, basically really? selling the game. This game is a hybrid between um, Binding of Isaac and that other game that's like always on the top of the charts. Oh, what's it called? The enter the gungeon. Okay. Uh, but I, I didn't like enter the gungeon, but I do like binding of Isaac. Here's the twist. Binding of Isaac has a crazy storyline, but it is a twin stick shooter for all intents and purposes where you're constantly leveling up and picking up power ups all the time. Sometimes they're detrimental. The switch here is that there's about five worlds, a hundred different items, 30 different weapons and you play as different ducks that all have different abilities and different starting. You can play four player too locally, not online kind of sucks, but you can play locally up to four players, randomly generated worlds. Each of the five worlds have about eight or nine different stages with boss battles in between. I've only made it to the world two boss. I've only gotten that far because once you run out of the lives, you start all the way back at the beginning. It's speed running. Okay. There's different seeds. It's always randomly generated. Here's the twist. The twist is that when you're killing enemies, you can pick up coins, which you can cash in at certain points in the levels for different guns, which is really fun. And there's like different guns that like freeze people. There's like nail guns, all this different stuff. But you have all these different power-ups that are actually not power-ups, but have different afflictions afflictions on you. Some some might slow you down. Some might slow your accuracy. My One might be like when you get hit, you start back at the beginning of the level all these different things, and each of them carry a different uh, number with them. And the number is between 0.1 and maybe two or three. And every one gives you a goodie bag. And you have to cash that goodie bag in where you you cash in all those afflictions, clears it out, and then you get power-ups. So it's a risk versus reward. Or how many, and you have to read, because I started the game, and like many people that have been streaming or been playing it, you just pick up everything. That is mm-hmm. a mistake. You need to yeah. read. You need to read because there are some that are like on the next time you get, or it's like your power will go down to one life or whatever. And they're like, I don't want that. I'll have, you know, one shot kill. I'm dead. So you really need to risk versus reward it. Uh, and it's a blast. I've been having a lot of fun. I played it for quite a few hours. I'm not good, even though I'm playing on easy and it is not super easy, but it's, it's good fun. I don't, even when I die, I don't feel like, uh, uh, super aggravated or whatnot. I'm like, I'll go back to the beginning. Let's do this again because you know it's um it's maybe the the playthrough to get to like the end of world two is like ten minutes, so it mm-hmm. wasn't a huge investment. So uh, it's there. And yeah, some of the games, some of the different ducks, like the chicken has four health, but the platypus only has two health. And that Woo. that if you accidentally pick That's the platypus, mode. yeah, it, and it, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. But they have different. 
you know, each of the characters have different trade-offs. So it's a good fun. See, I like that because I, I, I think you and I have talked about it and, and we haven't streamed it yet. Maybe I should, but Moonlighter is very similar. They have, mm. so that's the game where you go down the dungeons and you're finding stuff to sell in your shop, right? Yeah. And you will find things down there that you put in your, in your bag and then you teleport back to town and all of a sudden stuff would be gone like that I was collecting. Yeah. I'm like, what is happening? What happens is you pick them up and it has like an arrow. This item gets destroyed. This item gets doubled. This item goes wherever, mm. like whatever happens. So you don't realize that I was just grabbing everything. And then all of a sudden I'm realizing, oh my goodness, I'm losing, I'm destroying valuable stuff because yep. Yep. I'm not paying attention to what I'm doing here. So I like that that's built in. That's kind of cool. I like when they do that where you got a penalty for not paying attention essentially. Yeah. So would you say this game is worth it at full price or should I wait? for sale no i mean not for 15 dollars that's okay. the thing if so it's it was a sale you want a sale I don't if it was on sale for 10 dollars, you know i would say go for it but i feel like since i got it for 750 yeah uh, it's kind of like yeah, well, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah well that's cool i'm gonna add it to the wish list yeah then, because it does seem like it's it's a good one uh yeah. to to play it seems like it'd just be really fun and i mean the stream apparently loved it so yeah. we're gonna have to We've talked about it a million times. We got to stream more games. You know, we love our our podcast, but I think people also want to see us playing stuff, yeah. whether it's good or terrible. Yeah, true. Uh, and then we already talked about me, Fortnite, and a little bit of Pokemon Let's Go just because I wanted to get my shiny. Um, but that was pretty much it. Fortnite new season kicked off, so I spent any of my free time just kind of grinding the old Fortnite. I, I am determined this year, this season to get tier 100 i have not done it ever uh because somewhere around like week six seven i kind of fall off and i'm just like i gotta play something else but this this season i want to hit tier 100 now you we need to play more because we need to do the party pad the party yeah thing because i forgot to do that because it's a newer feature but on last season did you do all 10 seasons fully or no, no. Uh, the the season before i hit all 10 of them uh, last season I did it because what happens is I was very good up until like four or five. I'm done with this season this yeah. week too. I'm are done. Nice. What happens is if I go out of town for work or something like that, two or three will stack. Yeah. And then I just get like, oh, forget it. I it's went on, hard. I went on that holiday and I was literally three weeks behind and I go now nah, game over. Yeah. It throws you off. Cause then you're just kind of like, well, this is just too much work. I don't have the time to sit down and like check that many things off. If I can do it by week, I can stay up on it. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, let's go play some Fortnite. I mean, you're probably going to go to bed. It's late there. I appreciate you uh, recording a little bit later with me. And thanks to all of our listeners who have been tuning in on, on Twitter and on Twitch, watching us live stream on Sundays or on Mondays like we did this week and all the great feedback. We super duper appreciate it. Michael, thank you so much yet again for being amazing as always. Oh, yeah. It's natural. <laughs> well, you can, of course... <laughs> Subscribe to the podcast. Go to nintendodispatch.com. You can contact us. You can go up there, hit that contact button. You can watch us every week playing games and streaming the podcast at twitch.tv slash nintendodispatch or follow us on Twitter at dispatchpodcast. That's going to do it for this week's podcast. This has been your Nintendo Dispatch.